September 11, 2006. It's the Watt from Pedro Show.
就站在这里，踩着来自另一个宇宙的氧气，想起有人曾经悄悄的。
show right there was uh, well um, 2006 September 11th so <laughs> five uh, catch years up. Huh? got a little catching up to do and uh, <laughs> yeah uh, do music not violence and uh, I don't know you know poems paintings let your freak flag fly. But uh, yeah, uh, we started with John Coltrane in Alabama. And that was a couple takes. Takes four and five from the original sessions. And uh, then um, we heard uh, from a band uh, from China called um, PK-14 with Tell, Tell the Children. So... Um, yeah, tell them something in Chinese, probably. <laughs> I think uh, you got to get your thing. Get on the there. thing on. Yeah, there you go, Brother Matt. Uh, speaking of which, Brother Matt, last show was a, for me was not the Love Grotto. The only other one was one on tour with the Sightworks people. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, I did one last, uh, well, whenever it was, before I went to uh, Milano and Italy and Basque Country, Victoria Gaste, and uh, we had Richard Bonney on. It's actually at the pad that I'm about to move from. Richard fucking Bonney. Richard fucking Bonney. And uh, and after that, I went up and did my gigs with Stooges, but then uh, you did your annual... Burning Man. Yeah, soldier. that was that was my ninth Burning Man. Ninth one. Yeah. Wow. I think In it was. A row. A, I think yeah. I think it was the twentieth Burning Man altogether since Baker Beach, nineteen eighty six. But it was, it so was you've great. You've done almost half of them. Almost half. Yeah, that's a trip. Yeah. Um, and it's changed a lot. The first one I went to, there was, uh, I think, a little over ten thousand people, and now there were, I think, over thirty five thousand people making it like the fourth largest city in the state of Nevada for that week, <laughs> then burned it down. Yeah, and it's always <laughs> around uh, Labor Day. Yeah, always on Labor Day. And now, a lot of times you go early. Did you go early this time? Um, no. Um, well, I got there on the first day. I flew into Reno and then just hung out and waited for a ride till Captain Jack passed through. And then he picked me up in Reno uh, on Monday morning, and we got out there Monday afternoon. Okay. So I was there for the you've made week. the drive before, right? Oh, it's yeah, many, many times. It's a total hell ride. So, <laughs> yeah, now I take that shortcut, 
and fly to Reno. It's a nice little hour flight. Yeah. And then uh, just uh, have some kind soul pick me up and carry my stuff up there in a the truck. Yeah. So how, how far from Reno? It's about three hours from Reno. Three hours. The northeast out and in the Black Rock And it's a dried uh, Yeah, it's like bed. being on the moon. Yeah. That's <laughs> bitching. You can actually see the curve of the earth. It's one of the flattest places on the planet. Yeah. Wow. Now, they lay it out around the man. Yeah. And then there's different, uh, it's got like streets, huh? Yeah, yeah, there were, we were on, uh, there's like the time coordinates, like a clock, and then there's the street names based on whatever the theme is. This year the theme was hope and fear, um, dealing with the future. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we were living on 945 and hope, and the streets start uh, at 10 o'clock, and then they go around to 2 o'clock. So we were like way on the outskirts on the backside, which was cool because we had motor scooters this year. We had like beachfront property in the first row. Nobody was across the street. So we ah. just sit there at our pad and have like wide open moon surface in front of us. And then we jump on our motor scooters and cruise around. And then we could deal with Burning Man on our terms, right. uh, which was really cool to no, go. No rock. Yeah, it was. It was cool. It was kind of quiet on that side. Um, now your uh, camp. What was it called? Uh, sundown is what it ended up becoming. Sundown. Yeah. How many so, folks? This year we had probably about twenty, I guess. Twenty. Yeah, um, we'd kind of broken off. From our previous camps, which were great camps, but we just had some stuff come up and different people get their different trips going. So we went to the outskirts with our different trip and uh, DJ'd a lot out there. It was fun. We had a cool setup. Captain Jack had a toy hauler trailer, you know, so the big gate just comes down. The whole backside drops down. And then it's like an RV inside, but you can put all kinds of stuff in there. So. Ah. Yeah, so the PA was pumping. Yeah, yeah, we had the 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 Mackies were bumping out there, so that was fun. Um, yeah, and there was now some. It's Monday afternoon. Our, you get there. Yeah, we got. You got to spend time setting it. Yeah, we built like cool little condo units off the back. It sunk like four by four posts with these little post planner things. So it's pretty solid, and then framed it with some uh, two by fours and laid plywood down. So it had like a floor about three feet off the ground and then bolted the tent to the plywood f- floor ah, so we're off the ground and that's can, right. had like painter's cloth draped over so i could stash all my stuff underneath yeah yeah and um storage yeah, and then the tents were bolted down so they're solid because the little baby tent spikes that they come with those get yanked when the wind picks up. Wind you get, need like rebar. Going, right. You need and to it can get rain. Oh man, there was great weather this time. Yeah, one day was like a hurricane. It was oh. like an eye of the storm. Everyone set their camps up to face the weather this way, and it came from the backside. So a lot of people's stuff got messed up. One day, it was pretty windy for that one day and dusty. But so you don't uh, want little stakes. No, you no, want you want some rebar. Yeah, um, yeah. Then we just like draped camel net all over the top. Yeah. So it made like a little beaver hut kind of. Oh, um, so you didn't have the sun like blasting. Right, you. yeah. And it had like air mattresses in there and all kinds of pillows. So it was pretty cush. Um, what about chow? Chow? Um, if it was up to me, I would eat probably beef jerky and starburst all week. But thank God there were some people cooking up awesome meals. 
Captain Jack's babe, April. She feasted a bunch. Um, so his RV thing's got like a stovage? Or? Yeah, yeah. Then one, someone in our camp brought the full-on barbecue, and they, they did some killer tri-tips a couple nights <laughs> and steaks. Uh, the tuna dudes were out there again. I didn't see them, but uh, these fishermen from Oregon bring in tons of tuna every year and just have bitchin', bitchin' barbecue. Yeah, oh. gift economy. So there's no cash to, to flow out there. Right, it's right. all like turn on. Um, which is really neat. No cars, just art cars. There were some righteous art cars out there. Huge yeah. ships made out of buses. Um, and when that's that like the public going. transportation. Oh, really? Yeah. When the, uh, A lot of dudes pedaling, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. When the wind gets going, I know you've told me that mattresses can get flying. Was Man, it, was everything flying? can get flying. I saw yeah. some tents rolling. <laughs> People were kind of surprised. Ice chests even rolling. Um, so they weren't iced down yet. But, uh, yeah, that, one time I saw a full refrigerator, full-size refrigerator knocked over in the wind. Ooh. It gets, like, that windy. You get pelted, sandblasted. Dude, you know, I've seen in the Mojave and dry lake beds them uh, racers. I saw some in France on the beach, too, where they have a little car with a sail. Yeah. There were some Cats dudes kicking like ass, yeah. yeah, like land surfers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and dudes with kite surfing, like windsurfing with the kite, but with like a skateboard, uh, <laughs> oh, one man. of those big wheeled off-road skateboards. Yeah, yeah. I saw some dudes with bush pigs out there, you know, bush pigs. They're like yeah. uh, these little motor, mini motorcycles, yeah, yeah. but you fit your feet in them, kind of like snow boots, and, and you, you just shred like you're surfing kind of on the land. Um, so there were some dudes out there with those things. That was really cool. ATV? Um, cops. Cops oh, had ATVs mostly, yeah. yeah. Because I don't think the ATVs come under... There's certain specifications that Burning Man sets for transportation. So uh -huh. the, the scooters, we were able to slide under. Some people cackled at us and stuff. But what, like... Because we had scooters. What, like Vespa? Um, it was kind of like those blades... Oh, Only yeah. with fat tires yeah, and yeah, the yeah. motor on the back. So um, it was cool. And it got under the guidelines because it didn't have a seat. If it had a seat, then it would have been... Like a vest. Yeah. Cut. Yeah, so you can't just cruise motorcycle or... or Scooter, yeah. Maybe that makes it thing. calmer because if you had dudes on bikes, on motorcycles, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would kind of take a little something you'd hear away. Roaring and roaring. Yeah, plus you'd have to be on your toes a lot more. <laughs> there's a lot of loaded people out Bicycle there. Bicycle gives you a little more time. <laughs> Guys roaring yeah. on a rice burner. Or and there's still bikes crashing into each other. Oh, no, there's I, just people are too well, buzzed. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably nighttime. It gets dark. Yeah, right? man. If you lights. don't have lights, because the moon was going down kind of early, you know. Uh, by like 10 or 11, the, the little sliver of a moon was history. And then it's really dark, which is cool because you can see so many stars out there that yeah. you can't yeah. really see here. Uh, and shooting stars, falling stars all the time, Meteor. satellites. Yeah. Um, so that, that was bitching. Um, now that's Monday. When did they burn the man? That was Saturday. So you have all them days yeah. in between. Yeah, Tuesday night was really bitching. Um, I heard some of the most bitching music. You know, it was like a whole new kind of music. The last few years, I kind of felt like the music was kind of stale. A lot of stuff was like, oh, yeah, that's amazing. You know, because everything's pretty bitching out there. But uh, when you're surrounded by bitchingness, it comes normal. Yeah. You know? And uh, so it was really <laughs> neat to hear, like, some music that really broke out and new, 
a whole new, whole new styles, like dudes working the digitalness of it, you know, or just like it would sound like a CD skipping, kind of like a fuck up, but they're just manipulating it into a whole different kind of music, oh, which warm. was really cool. Um, yeah, I hadn't heard any of the Space Cowboys DJs. Uh, they're they're they a have big. Names? They were called um, Space Cowboys. That's that's a camp and a group okay. out of San Francisco. Um, that that they always rock. They're a really bitching bunch of people, um, and they got some awesome DJs. So their camp was one of the places I remember going off that night. Um, but you're talking about you mentioned something about poetry a little bit ago. Yeah, I write a poem a lot of times. Uh, they're just because it kind of captures some particular moment or something. So that yeah. Tuesday night after I was boogieing and partying all night and it was bitching and the sun's coming up in the morning. Yeah. And that's like a beautiful event every day. You know, it's like not just a new day. It really symbolizes the whole new day uh, coming out of nothing. Yeah. You know, and the sun on that sunrise. flat, flat playa, you know, is just blinding when it comes up. You know, it's like being on another planet. And this dude, well... I'll read the poem and then see how well that explains it because it was really a kind of a bitchin' trip this guy was on. So, out of the darkness into the light, the piercing blindness from the first rays of the first light of a new day burning sunrise, just minding my own business, lost in the ecstasy of my celebration desert dance. The blind bright electric amber playa dust shine flood ice picks my medicated all night morning cerebellum. Assault crystal tears burn tracks from my eyes down my cheeks and my balls nearly melt in their sockets. A styling spiffy cool clean classy fluffy fur clad secret agent like cartoon looking crack star character wearing Elvis sunglasses approaches me from nowhere in the midst of my mindless grooving boogie surf-like shuffle stumble and says, Hey man, I'm Octifer Shaka J-Rock Crackstar, and I'm on a mission to protect Playa Vision. The character whips wide his ankle-length fake rabbit fur coat, revealing hundreds of identical Elvis sunglasses sewn in a liner, like a Times Square watch hustler hawking watches without the hawk. And he has me a free pair of shades. Here you go, man. Have a great day. Peace. He restored sight to the blind like a messenger from God sent to intervene at a special magic moment in time. And as suddenly as he appeared, he was gone. Away in the distance with a posse of beautiful fur-clad dancing girls. My new hero. <laughs> Oh man! So that dude that just it. just boogieing, and this dude just appears. Right. Boom. So that was his trip. Still got and the it glasses. Was cool. They busted. Oh man! It's like the headphones. But oh. I got a few cool days out of them. Okay. They were styling. Like Did you Elvis. ever see him again? I didn't see him again. Wow. No, no. It was for the moment. Yeah, yeah, it was a cool moment. <laughs> yeah, I want to send him an email because he had a business card and oh, everything. Wow. He like stepped right up out of a cartoon. It was a trip. <laughs> so, man, so participants, no right, spectators. No spectators. So you meet a lot of interesting. Cats, yeah, huh? yeah, and and when I was in the market before I went out there, getting our water and stuff, we get it up in Reno because <laughs> water's heavy. You don't have to yeah, travel yeah. it as far. Um, and plus, we get to kind of help support the Reno economy. Right. So, um, 
the lady in the market said she'd Stand met yeah yeah she met people from south africa uh zimbabwe switzerland japan uh china just the lady in the market people stocking up on their way out to burning man oh, so it's really neat US. yeah there were these girls that morning i was dancing with and then i scooted up on them later and to talk to them and they, they couldn't even we couldn't they didn't speak english they were like full-on chinese um which was really cool you know people coming from everywhere they were boogieing they were having a great time wow. um so How many folks were at this one? Like 37,000-ish, something like that. Over 35,000. Yeah. Now, I know, was Pepe there? Pepe was there, yeah, and his brother was there, too. Um, now, Pepe, you got to explain to people. Pepe rocks, man. He's from Argentina, and his brother came up from Argentina to trip on this whole thing. He says, these people, they're like pioneers. <laughs> <laughs> He's a righteous artist in San Francisco. He's the guy who uh, created the Burning Man operas. Right. Um, there hasn't been an opera in a few years, but since it hasn't happened in a while, they're starting to become Thank talk of maybe doing it again. But he's still been out there creating some stuff. He had a big old giant head last year with like those uh, plasma plate lightning things in the eyes. And uh, What camp does he belong to? Uh, Pepe's got his own trip yeah, going. Pepe, yeah, yeah, he used to be in the opera camp. And then there's still like a remnant of the opera camp, just people who aren't uh, really creating something new. They're stuck in the opera mode, I guess. <laughs> uh, nothing against them, though. Um, but uh, Pepe, this year, he made these cool, kind of like, uh, there were these figures painted like, uh, they were oblong looking, and they are painted kind of in a, Eskimo style, you know, Northwest Indian uh, yeah. type of a type of a style, and they were one of the first things when you walk out from Center Camp. It's there's a straight line that leads out to the man, so it was kind of between Center Camp and the man. And then past the man, there were a couple of my favorite things. Um, there was this thing they called the Belgian Waffle. This architectural firm from Belgium came out. And they made this art made out of, it wasn't exactly two-by-fours. It was like different dimensions, like two-by-three and maybe Probably 15 metric. feet long, something. Yeah. So it was like they shipped in the wood. I don't know if it was from Canada or Belgium, but it was like $300,000 worth of two-by-fours. And, and Customs stopped them and said, no way, you can't bring this stuff here. You're coming to sell it. And they said, no, no, we're coming to burn it. Yeah, the customs didn't understand that. Took them a few days to to get the stuff. They were showing them the plans and everything. They just kept like connecting these two by fours at like maybe a style. Well, yeah, cockeyed girder, maybe um, frenzy. <laughs> like you just went nuts and and made them. Just kept connecting two by fours. It was like kind of looked like a. A 30-foot wave, you know, like in Hawaii or something sure, like that, sure. just breaking over you. But there were a couple entrances to the thing. It looked kind of like an alien nest, you know, at these entrances. Um, it was big enough to drive a truck in. And then the middle was all empty and hollow. So it was like this, this big two-by-four shell that was huge. Hundreds of people could dance inside there. 
Ah. It was really bitching. And they burned that Sunday night. And I bet it was a hell of a fire. I had left Sunday afternoon, so I didn't get to see it. Something else that was bitching was this big, it looked like a big wooden sea urchin. It was about 25 feet high, maybe. Um, but it was it was more like a bamboo tree that somebody made. So they had, like, thick, like, bamboo timber, about 25-foot lengths of it, about six of them bundled together, and then rope, tied with rope in them, like three different spots to make the bundle. And then they stacked them like a teepee, kind of, like four, four of these things. Stacked like a teepee and kind of roped them off at the top and then dangled a big old thick like tugboat rope um, down the middle. And then they just stuck in those individual 25-foot bamboo timbers and at different angles so it stuck like a huge pin cushion kind of. So they just stuck together. It looked like a sea urchin. And then people would climb it like a tree. You oh. know, they would either climb the rope up the middle or they could, like, be monkey boy and climb up the leg like they're climbing some coconut tree. And then people would just, like, find a little niche up in the cross beams and, and kick it up there, like the, the tree climbing community. So that was really bitching. They had little museum tours out there in the art cars. They have, like, a docent from an art museum talking, like, this piece is made by artists so-and-so using uh, metal and wood you know <laughs> oh, based on it whatever the tesla tesla dudes were out there yeah. set making their lightning bolts again yeah that was bitching <laughs> yeah those guys were awesome um the, somebody made a huge snake it was like a, a 50 i don't know how big it was big metal snake it looked totally industrial and reptilian it had like a t-rex head on it it blew fire and it had, like, to make it interactive, active different buttons that you could go up and start popping and shooting fire out of different parts of this big old snake. There wow. were some robots out there because um, there's, like, cutting-edge people out, right, right. you know, with their toys. Tech. Yeah. So this, some dude had a big mechanical spider, like, with eight, eight legs. He has that little cockpit he would sit in. And... uh and he could control this little spider. Someone Walk else around. had, like, yeah. Someone else had like some giraffe-looking thing that actually like walked all four legs. <laughs> walked. It was trippy. What was the best? Uh, your favorite art car? Um, there was a big bitchin'. It was like a c c connected bus. You know those extra long buses. Right. Um, yeah, and. Uh, they turned that thing into like some ship, kind of like a Beatles look in a submarine type of ship. Um, and it had bitchin' DJs. Some of the coolest tunes are coming from art cars because they're just cruising around all yeah. cushy and, and pumping the tunes. So if you hook up with a cool art car and just cruise that sucker, that's a pretty fun night. You get to see some wild stuff. Oh, but the museum thing was cool. So it's like an actual art exhibit out there in Gallery. the desert yeah and so they have like actual docents giving art tours talking about all the art which was really cool i just kind of scootered alongside the car for a few stops but it was neat getting to hear them discuss the art in artistic ways <laughs> instead of just like all these trippers tripping up
Right. Is there any bunkness? <laughs> um, I didn't encounter any bunkness. Somebody right. died. That was bunk for them. And some plane crashed into Reno. So that was bunk for them. There were a lot of planes out there because they got the Black Rock Airport um, out there. There were a lot of planes. Uh, people really, that's a pretty sweet way to go. Fly <laughs> <laughs> right in. Yeah, cut that hell ride out totally. Um, we met some dude who delivers RVs for these swanky Hollywood execs. They have their RVs out there delivered with blankets and pots and pans and food and everything. Then they fly in and go kit it up. It's kind of like cheating almost. But uh, I guess. You know, that's, Anybody parachute that's in? Yeah, naked. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> There's a parachute. Dudes. There were some big balloonings. Yeah, yeah, that was bitching. Um, there were dudes with ultra lights. Those kite yeah. things with the lawnmower motor. The motor. They, they were high, man. They were up there. Yeah, it was bitching. Uh, I wonder what that would work. How that would work in the dust devils? Because there's like some mini tornadoes out there sometimes. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> But it's neat. It's a cool adventure. It's the best city on earth for one week. Was the man uh, his original design? It's basically the same. Okay. Um, the, the thing that changes is the base. Okay. You know, the first few years that I went, he was standing on a pile of hay bales because right. they burned real good. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't the best environmental status for the desert. So. <laughs> Now they try to avoid burn scars, and so they'll put a platform down, which is kind of like a maze. Gives you more art, more walls to put art on, and a whole different trips to get up to the man. It's like multi-level maze. Yeah. So, uh, so that thing helps burn and helps protect the the playa. Man, really burned good this year. He he was packed with all kinds of fireworks um, that just kept going off. Yeah, they hours. packed it. They packed it good. Um, he was probably, they were probably going off for nearly half an hour. Yeah, it was, he burned good. How he, tall is he? 40 feet, 40, um, but with the stand, he's more like 75 feet. But I think there's word that they kind of keep making him a little smaller because um, they, they want the man to be more insignificant, you know, not the main thing. The, the community keeps becoming larger. And all the regionals keep becoming stronger because more participants keep getting turned on to it, and right. and uh, and it's a good thing, you know. So they take little art back to their real life and their community and, and lifestyle, and and help to make it grow and spread. And so all the regionals are are really it's uh, it's spreading around the world, um, and they all have their own events too. Like decompression is going to be coming up because. Everyone's kind of depressed a little bit afterwards. You had so much fun, and, and a lot of people are lacking serotonin, so that doesn't help their joy. Um, so there's usually a party like a month or so after, so people can kind of reconnect, get together, show their pictures. and uh, Downtown L.A.? Yeah, yeah, San Francisco's the, the original, and uh, that's still the big daddy, but uh, there's regionals all over. And the one in L.A. usually happens in October downtown, like first in Vignes, right off Alameda. 
Um, and it's really cool. It's like a little piece of Burning Man right in the middle of the city. There's even naked people walking around sometimes. <laughs> yeah, cops just trip on it. But they said crime went down in the area while the party was happening. So, yeah, they support it. <laughs> right, the cops were friendlier this year, too. That's that's a nice thing. Not as much undercover. Well, uh, I don't know. At least they didn't hassle us. <laughs> Let's play uh, some tunage here. Bought from Pedro Show.
昔ある人が人間には手紙を書くのが好きな人と手紙を書くのが苦手な人がいると言っていた私の友達の中にはみんな手紙を書くのが好きな人がいて私は彼らにいつも助けられてきたような気がする寂しくなった時とか悲しくなった時とかにいつも彼らにもらって手紙を読んで私はいつも慰められてきたような気がします遠く離れていてもいつも私たちはすごく近くに住んでいるような気がしてすごく不思議な関係なんだけれども私たちは強い絆で結ばれているような気がする Jame of youthJame of youthJame of youth は死んでいません彼の書く文章に退屈な人は退屈な人間ではないというのがあってその頃いつも生活に飽きていて退屈だった私は何かを始めようという気になることができたような気がするラーメンシティ USA は私にこの世の中にはすごく素敵なバンドがいることを教えてくれた Jame of youthJame of youthJame of youth Jame of youth Jame of youth Jame of youth
Pedro show. That was um, a band called Chess with the tune called Geisha Ninja. And before that, we had X Lion Tamer with Japanese Flower. X Lion Tamer is the name of a uh, wire song. Yeah, the Missing Men are doing a version of it. <laughs> that trip. We did big five-hour prac today. Wow. The first gig's coming up in a couple weeks. Opening for a cat named M. Ward. Some guy from Portland. Uh, he wrote me an email that said, Look, Mike Watt, uh, we got the same initials. So uh, would you play a gig with me? He wanted me to do a whole bunch, but because of the Stooges album coming up, the only window I had was... Uh, Three, so we'll play the Fillmore in San Francisco and uh, Henry Fonda Theater in Hollywood and uh, San Diego Women's Club, obviously in San Diego. And uh, pretty good cherry gigs, you know, for the, the band. And so we're pracking up Raul Morales on the drums, the young man I had, uh, uh, the second version of the second mm -hmm. man. And Tom Watson on guitar from uh, Pair of Pliers and John and Terry show. And, of course, from Slovenly in the old mm -hmm. days. And we're pracking up the new tunes. And, yeah, x Lion Tamers. Actually, it's not a new tune. I think Wire recorded in the 70s, 77 or something. But uh, haven't had a lot of time because of the Stooges. Uh, oh, well, I should get through the rest of this, what we played here because we're running out of time on the first hour. So uh, 4X Lion Tamer, we had Comic Game with the Germ of Youth, uh, Soldier Girl from the Go Team before that. Oh, speaking of which, you know, uh, I should dedicate this show to Gabby. She's a lady who lived here in Pedro was killed uh, last week in a horrible car wreck uh, hit by a drunk driver and only 21 years old great person it's terrible yeah so that's for you Gabby and we started out with Spit It Out Brendan Benson um, yeah I, I never know how to react when those things come, I can't figure this world out, man. Yeah. The justice, you know, or whatever, and I just hope. <coughs> she's a creative person, so maybe she's creating in the beyond her. Yeah. And, uh, new palette. Yeah, new palette. Absolutely, brother Matt. Uh, but yeah, new band, Missing Men. And uh, I'll play with them again in November, December with the Chili Peppers in Europe. So they've been having to do a lot of pracking on their own then since yeah. you've been traveling. Yeah, which is, I feel bad for them. But they're righteous brothers, mm -hmm. you know. They, none of that uh, precious musician thing, you know. Mm. They get to it. And I made them uh, CDs of the tunes and line the stuff up. They go for it. Cool. You know, the good, uh, what do you call it, work ethic. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the end of the first hour of September 11, 2006. Watt Pedro Show, hang tight for hour two.
September 11, 2006. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
<laughs> Watt from Pedro's show. That was pretty intense, to say the least. That was People's Exhibit A, a tune from the Paranoid Critical Revolution. Coming at you. Before that, we had Peter DiStefano with What Will It Take? And we started the second hour off with Nels Klein playing acoustic guitar there with a tune called The Angel of Death. Uh, Brother Matt, I get to play with uh, Nels Klein this week a couple times. I have five gigs this week, two in one night, (laughs) all five in a row. (laughs) So that's why we're doing a late Monday night session here. (laughs) Because, uh, well, I ain't got much time this week. That's okay. I love playing with Nels. Got a gig with Money Mark and uh, John Wick's Those Pumpkin Hats. We played last Thursday at Spaceland for a uh, release of a new issue of The Rise and Fall of Pedro Zine, put out by Craig Guevara. And uh, yeah, it was a tense gig. We had a lot of help. People came up on stage. One dude has harps, he was playing, you know, harmonica up there. And, uh, yeah, a friend of Steve Reed's, in fact, I think. Got to spend some time with Steve Reed. Uh, a cat I did many tours with, excellent musician. And he's playing with the Amadons with John Wall these days. Uh, and somebody came on and played tambourine. and I didn't really look up much, so, but Raymond was there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Ooh. I saw him right before the gig, and he surprised me. I didn't know going to be there. He told me he's getting into the new Venice pad that he has. And, uh, uh, let's see, who else do I play? Oh, Dose Gig. There's something that Deep Piazza is now once a week called the Writer's Garage that we're part of. and uh, Something Mike Mart's putting on. And uh, this guy, uh, Neil Pollock, a uh, writer, uh-huh. is going to talk before we play. He wrote a book called Nevermind the Pollocks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's some riff on rock and roll or something. And so I'll know more then. And, uh, yeah, some banyan gigs, like I said. One of them's without Nels. It's with a cat named Woody, who's a great guitarist. Uh, we've played some of his music here. And, uh, in fact, Steve uh, Reed's Neighborhood, a place called Fidodo. Uh, oh, Fidodo, yeah. Fido Do. Yeah, that's cool. On I Adams? played there for a few years, yeah. Yeah, that's a cool spot. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what that's like. Check that out. Now, uh, you asked me about a prac yeah. that I had in Miami and yeah. uh, Michigan. Sounded intense. Miami, Florida, and Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah, now the first two days I went and uh, flew to Miami, and it was just me and Iggy, one-on-one. And uh, maybe Richard Bonney asked me about this, but whatever. I won't talk about it again. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, Iggy rented me a kayak, so I got to paddle every morning, and then he'd come in, and we'd work on the new songs, Stooges songs for the album to be recorded next month. It's and, like uh, what kind of hours would you put in on the tunes? Oh, yeah, many hours. And he's all work, all business, but really fun guy to be with interesting man and uh, gave me uh, some of his own picks because Mike I want you to play with some picks <laughs> I think all but three songs I use picks there's one cover song uh, well I won't say what it is but it's interesting 
they picked a good one. And, uh, yeah, he, what I did was he, uh, he said, look, Mike, I want it so we can just hear the songs and you can play along. So what's the easiest way? Well, my aluminum purse, uh, the Mac, has got GarageBand software right with it. So I put all those little demos him running and Scotty made into that. And he had a little guitar amp. And so I plugged the output into the guitar amp and I just played along with it. And you didn't have to wait for the tape to rewind or anything. So he's like, whoa, they can do that, huh? <laughs> then uh, we, after two days, and, and then uh, also besides playing, uh, he took me to the, because he's, he's in the little Haiti part. Uh-huh. And there's this river behind his pad called the Little River, and that's where I paddled the kayak uh-huh. in. And gators? No gators, but a lot of guanas swimming with me and uh, turtles. Uh, what did Nanny call them? They're like them little, remember with the little palm tree and the little plastic? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them little little uh, dudes. Yeah. They get, there's a name for them, something with the tarpon. Uh. Yeah. But these were big, man. These guys were huge, mud on their shells and, uh, you know, the size of frisbees swimming around. And uh, uh, these uh, birds that look like ducks with big red growth on their face called uh, muscovies, big old things. <laughs> You know, and, uh, and then a lot of wild parrots. I don't know if they escape or whatever, but there's flocks of them. Like we got the the green little, ones. Yeah, right. Uh, Cherry head conyers, uh-huh. those bright green ones. But they got those and a whole bunch of others. Wow. So, uh, and they had a a bird that looked like a white heron, but he uh, heron, but he called it colliery uh, something. It's like the bird of their town. But he took me to Miami Beach. Was wasn't too far away, 15 minutes. And uh, he goes, hey, Mike, you ever wear shorts? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he goes, this is where I go to, you know, get level. And so he takes me to the beach. And the way uh, Miami Beach much different than the, our beaches here. I mean, you park your car, and there's 20 feet of sand, and then there's the water. And mm. the water is warm, man. Yeah. It is warm and really green, uh, emerald turquoise color not green like uh, fungus or something uh-huh. and uh, sand too really white and fine uh, different not as yellow as ours and I went swimming out in there and he took me to chow and uh, he let me drive his he had one of these uh, Delta Deluxes a 72 Oldsmobile convertible uh-huh. uh, you know I drive the van a pretty big boat mm-hmm. But not a hood like this. You know, this hood was like, <laughs> and uh, he had me drive it and stuff. I mean, he drove me around a lot. But then uh, he stopped by Nina's and, okay, now you take it home. Got me a bucket of chicken. You know, like, you, now you take it home. So I'm driving that. I didn't really put the gas. I mean, it was a roaring. It was a mover, <laughs> this car. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the length of the front of the hood is intense. <laughs> Because in the boat, you know, we, we don't really have that long of a hood. You can still see down the front. This wasn't like that. And a convertible. I can't remember when I last drove a convertible. Cool. That was a, yeah, it was a trip. It was a trip, the whole thing. So then me and him, we've got the tunes down. So then we fly to Miami. Oh, yeah, in the airport, you know, he's got to send the lawyer or something, uh, email or something. And they had free Wi-Fi at the airport. So I could, he dictated me the thing. and. Uh-huh. Chimped out the 
email. Whoa, they can do that, huh? <laughs> so he's tripping on the pewters a little bit. He has like kind of a fear of them, you know. But uh, I think him checking it out, how I was using it in real life, and how you just, you know, kind of broke it down. It works, yeah, and it ain't total nerd world. Uh-huh. It just does things that you need to do. And then at the end, you know, uh, we on the last day, uh, they used a little cassette recorder. Maybe he had a little recorded all of us playing the songs and then I put them back in the aluminum purse and made CDs out of them instead of that one cassette you know and whoa they can do that huh <laughs> <laughs> like all the things he was tripping on so I, I think that just the function thing really seeing in action yeah and not know. having uh, like uh, code and all yeah, this stuff all and intense. I'm just clicking on pictures and he's seeing it work and, and I think he got kind of uh, a, n- a new perspective on it that wasn't so much, yeah, <laughs> cool ner- nerd rock. Uh-huh. It's like, whoa, this <laughs> thing does things. That's why you carry it around. You know? So anyway, uh, uh, backtrack a little bit. We, me and him, fly to uh, Detroit, and then Ann Arbor's about forty miles west. So he rents a Mustang and drives me out there, and uh, I stay with Ronnie and uh, his buddy Dara. Uh, outfitted a, the basement for a prac pad, a little prac pad. And we go over the songs, Ashton Brothers, me and Iggy, and uh, three songs a day. And uh, it was, you know, the whole thing for me, I was very nervous. It was a pan shooter, you know. I, But the reality is I want to be buried at sea, okay, cremated ashes, whatever, give it on my friend's boat ride. But I have this nightmare where there's this tombstone and it says, fucked up a Stooges album. (laughs) So I had this incredible (laughs) nervousness and, you know, shit in a peak analog every day. But as I was telling you, Ig runs good prac. He's good prac boss because uh, always kept the focus, never let anybody get too frustrated. Kept it moving right along and... uh, very enjoyable. You're in the little room there, you know, and just uh, beating out the tunes can get a little frustrado, and he made sure that never happened. Uh, a couple of times he'd pick me up and take me on little tours of Ann Arbor from the old days. Here's this old Stooges house. Here's the MC5 house. Oh, wow, Here's cool. the frat houses I played when I was in the Iguanas and uh. the Prime Movers. And uh, here's the, uh, the Huron River and all the old things, the record store that I worked in cool. right here. Here's where Scotty used to hang out. He used to follow me around. And so it was kind of neat for that, you know. Yeah. Have Ig give me the guided tour of the old stomping grounds. And uh, he's actually from Ypsilanti right next to, but he spent a lot of time uh, when they had the band mm-hmm. together uh, in Ann Arbor. And... Uh, to, uh, we were driving in through Ipsy, and uh, he said, yeah, this was all woods. This was all wide open. You know, I uh, grew up in this trailer park, and it was kind of a neat thing for me, man, to soak all this all up. And uh, and then, yeah, staying with Ronnie's an interesting thing, too. Uh-huh. He's a great cat. Uh, the last day of before we did that recording of all the things, the last day of learning songs. It happened to be uh, with the Sonics and Flame and Lips playing in Detroit. 
cool. So the Stooges helper man, Chris, uh, took me and Dara out there in his Moz car uh, to the State Theater, this old... I've played there before. I think it was with uh, these two boys or something. Primus. There's the Fox Theater and the State Theater, and they're a block apart, and I've played both. And I can't remember exactly which uh. band it was with. <laughs> uh, went there, and God, Sonic Youth were great. Flaming Lips were amazing. I actually got to see them at the Hollywood Bowl when I oh, came back uh. from Portugal. I mean, right from the airport. But I like this one even better, man. Uh, they're a great band, and uh, both bands put on uh, great gigs. And I think I was a little hyped because I was uh, so intense about the practice and stuff. But to see old friends, and it was a good pressure valve thing. And cool. Maybe a little Jim Beam got consumed. And a whole lot. <laughs> but I was, uh, uh, yeah, puked up. So. <laughs> and, but Ronnie shit happens yeah <laughs> it wasn't a violent one it was just a little one near the end and then Ronnie pulled my pants puked pants off took care of me just all those people you know it, it was a great thing for me and then he drives me back to the airport to go home and we listened you know the CD I just made of the tape and there you know I'm riding back from him got to hear every song you know with him Listening and uh, it was okay. I mean, I blew some clams, but Scotty was rocking hard, man, and, and just the whole thing. And so excited to make the album coming October seventh. Well, a couple days earlier, we'll go to that prac pad again and warm it up. And then uh, Steve Albini in Chicago. Bitching. There's like some kind of conk pad inside the studio and I'm going to stay there. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, I kind of... Cool. You know, I try to cost them cats as little possible, mm. you know, because some ways, man, I feel almost I should be paying them. <laughs> you know, I know I'm doing bass for them, but in a way, what kind of school and what kind of lessons, history, culture, the whole deal, yeah. the whole thing, to be around them, yeah. it's just such an righteous opportunity for me so uh, I know I'm going to be scared for the record but I'll just try to keep it together and uh, like I said two songs a day so me and Scotty should be done maybe in a week and a half and then uh, you know they'll do their parts uh-huh. Ronnie and Iggy because uh, bass and drums you got to kind of get uh Especially the drums, you can't really go back and do that again. Uh, so we've got to get get some good ones there, and then they can uh, go back and uh, overdub mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but I know we'll be all throwing down because there is keeper stuff on the first ones, and go for it. And uh, the tunage is really interesting. Uh, you I really like songs? it. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, <laughs> great words and uh the riffs and plus it's it's not a retread it's not a rerun of stooges but it is stooges it's definitely stooge music and it's quite an honor for me to be part of it's, uh, i never thought my life would add up to something like this I get to do something like this so that's righteous to sum it up yeah the pracs went good brother man cool. <laughs> they were uh, 
strenuous and stuff because of my nerves and all that. But I knew it was going to be. And it wasn't because of them. It was just kind of pressure. I mean, such a legacy, the thing. And, but on the other hand, uh, it's guys uh, enjoying playing music. They, they're a great crew, man. They're good cats. So. Yeah, and you go to the record store, it's going to be standing right there next to the other Stooge albums. Yeah. <laughs> that trip. And then that means uh, U.S. touring. Bitching. Because so, a lot of our gigs have been overseas. Yeah. We just did our uh, 68th gig. Milano. Yeah, I went walking in town before that. Uh, you know, I try to see as much as I can. And I played Milan a lot, uh, but never really got to go in the middle to the du- Duomo uh-huh. and the Galleria and the castle. And, uh, Milano is big fashion town, you know, so they got the Gucci and the Prada uh-huh. and uh, all this in the Galleria. And then the Duomo itself is this amazing thing you know uh, they're doing a restoration on it but it was just uh, things you see like that and the gig before it was uh, in Basque country and uh, although it was inland actually it was a repeat of the f- first uh, Europe gig ever for us the Askena festival and here two years later we're doing it again and uh, so it's inland in Vittoria Gaste so, but we stayed in Bilbao, and in Bilbao's they've got the Guggenheim Museum. Oh yeah! So I got to go there, and because I've always seen on the outside, Frank Gehry designed this thing that looks like a Picasso painting of five ships coming in, or one ship with, you know, how the way you uh-huh. have all the different perspectives in the same draw, painting. And I went in there, and uh, the building itself is a work, but they had a big exhibit of uh, stuff from Russia from uh, icons from the 1500s all the way up to oh, wow. modern abstract and then in between with uh, like Stalin kind of there was some creepy art yeah there was one thing called mirror which means peace but it had this sphere in the video running of some guy having electroshock therapy uh-huh. and meanwhile there's all these plates and tiles of all this stuff from the 30s and then on the rough uh, war banners but then the artist had drawn his own little things on it, like, fuck this shit. (laughs) (laughs) There were some uh, strange things. Uh, Painting, like, uh, of Stalin, you know, sort of like what David would do for Napoleon, you know, this is a regal. Uh. (laughs) And then uh, another thing, uh, memories of my father, and you'll see a guy on the subway just cut out, you know, like missing. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Uh, disturbing, interesting kind of things. But the Guggenheim itself, and they've got a big thing Jeff Koons made outside of a puppy, I mean, like 30 feet high, uh, all with flowers. And there's birds living in the flowers. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it was only supposed to be temporary, but they left it up there because uh, people dug it. And uh, it's called Puppy. All right. <laughs> and there's a giant <laughs> spider. It's right on the river there. And uh, had eggs in it. It's a metal spider. And, uh, Bill Bow was kind of uh, a beat down industrial town. Franco, you know, really put the boot on her. And uh, it's really had a renaissance and stuff. And I think part of it was by making that museum and stuff. And it's <clears throat> actually a very pretty town. 
and maybe it had some past like industrial beat up but it's really pretty town to walk around and stuff and past people really friendly and nice good chow Ronnie uh, had me and uh, the sax man Steve McKay have a dinner with him and we had the little squids uh, uh. cooked in their own uh, black ink sauce and that was neat <laughs> so, yeah uh, and the gigs went ah there's a new thing with the gigs now now Watt has been fitted with collar and chain you know they want me by the amp he <laughs> says like I'm all bursting when I, because in Holland the gig before this uh, I finally went down I mean, I've been tackled. I've been hit a lot of times. Uh, but he came up and blindsided me, and I went down. But I kept playing. It's a little doll. And uh, <laughs> you know, it was funny. I, uh, in fact, just found uh, footage of it. <laughs> so I should blow that to you. It's pretty funny looking. He so, hits me up high, though, so my knees weren't in danger. That's the only thing I'm kind of scared of. My uh, but I went down, and you can see I'm still playing. I'm on the deck. <laughs> Left big sweaty mark. But, uh, maybe I was a little too loud. I maybe I showboat a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> he's told me different things, you know, about about that stuff. Like uh, he's working a stage, basically. <laughs> so no, I, I kind of dug it. <laughs> Get knocked down by egg by jamming. Pretty righteous honor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so how, how was the the gig at the quarry in Greece? That was so yeah, no there. rocks. Cool. That's good. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you stick it up, they could let you know right away. I mean, you know what I mean? Because there's like rocks. On. In fact, it was a different quarry than we played before in huh. Athens, and this one was intense. It was like, uh, yeah, something you'd see in the Middle East, maybe or something. Yeah, it was pretty spectacular. Uh, playing outside like they're against the rocks. Uh, that was a bitchin', a bitchin gig. setting for a And that was an intense gig, too, because we were going up against six or seven other shows the same night. In oh, Athens. wow. Yeah, and ours turned out to be the big daddy, you know? But, uh, I mean, you work them all hard. Uh, yeah, Napoli was on that trip. And, uh, you know, there's Capri's off Napoli, but also Ischia. Where a lot of the Italians yeah. Yeah, in Pedro, Pedro come folks, from. Yeah. yeah, so I took a boat out there. Oh, cool. Myself and Chad there, and it's a bitchin' little island. Wow, cool. Yeah, and it, like they told me Capri's all merch, and, but just to do a boat ride, you know, but then also go to a place where a lot of our folks are from is kind of neat. So is it like going to Catalina? Is that far or how, how far? Even closer. Oh. Yeah, and then the boat's like some big jet thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, I went out on the little aft deck there you could be in like big spray behind you that was pretty neat wow yeah uh napoli intense town it's got some heavy parts uh where we were was over the bay uh we took the train me steve mckay and uh the road boss eric took a train over on the other side of vesuvius where pompeii is because oh. yeah vesuvius sits right above Napoli, uh. and you see where it's all blown off, and I mean a lot of people were killed when that thing went off. I think seventy nine A.D. Uh, but and there's some uh, casts made where the ashes. Uh, people all frozen. Yeah, it's not actually the, the people because they were all burned up, but their ashes made uh, things that were covered, so they made plaster casts. Wow. And uh, 
There's a few of those, but mainly what's really neat about it is that the town got covered, and so it was completely preserved. Oh. So you're seeing a Roman town, you know. Of course, the roofs got burned off and all this, but, I mean, you, you see their streets and their pads and, wow. and uh, the paintings were on the walls. and uh, Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Trippy. And, uh, yeah. So that's why I try to do when I, I play these towns is just check it out, like in Budapest. Budapest is actually two towns, Buda and Pest. Oh, wow. And uh, the River Danube separated them. So I went across the river to a big old castle called the Budavar. And that was uh, a neat kind of thing. And in Slovakia, that was on a river too, Va. It's a town, Piesti, which was about 40 miles northeast of their big town, Bratislava. And it was great. They have a, the bridge over this river, and they turned it into a spa. And they have a statue of a man breaking his crutch. You cool. know, like, like this, I'm healthy. <laughs> Healed. Yeah. Healed. Yeah. Healed. And then in, uh, in Brussels, we played in Belgium, and I found these little figurines some dude crafted of some of the creatures from the Bosch paintings. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was neat. The egg Trippy. man and the little castle man and a nose flute guy. And, uh, lady, a witch that's roasting some dude, uh, you know, from Last Judgment. Uh. One of his th- works. And uh, he's got like a scrotum belly. And <laughs> so I found these little things. And uh, they rolled out the, uh, in the summertime, they have this thing called the flower carpet in the uh, Grand Plots. The big, uh, they got a bunch of old buildings from the 1600s, huge ass things, and there's a huge old court, and they put a gigantic flower thing, carpet of flowers, and that's where they have the real Belgian waffles. Uh-huh. I even got Scotty to come out, and uh, I showed him the mannequin piss. You know about the mannequin piss? Uh-huh. You know, a little kid. I guess a fire was getting going. It was going to burn down all of Brussels, and the little kid pissed on it. Put it out, save the town. So there's a statue of him. He's a little fountain, and he's pissing. Cool. The mannequin. I think it means doll. So it's like the piss doll. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so a lot of times they dressed him up, but this time he was playing. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a little bar across called the Mannequin Piss Bar. And there's nothing, I don't know about your uh, taste in beer, but man, the Belgian beer is like, shh, comes from this Trappist monk tradition, and it's really fruity, nutty. It's also very strong. This stuff is 9% or something. And uh, it was called Quack. <laughs> K-W-A-K. Beer. And, uh, yeah, uh, all those towns in Europe, probably like for a Europe dude over here, you know, if he really wanted to check out our towns, everything's got something. A little to, flavor. Yeah, to interest you. It's uh. intense and I know it's important to guard the hotel room, but maybe make this whole turn out and journey about and see what's up there, man. And yeah, it's cool. I call them my gifts because you just open your pie eyes and they just fall in. Yeah, man. just floody. Right, just things, you know. That's yeah, uh, cool. So you, when you've been over there in the past, you had to pretty much jam from gig to gig. This time you get now you got to kind of get to soak it well, up. The Stooges more. is a little different. They're not yeah. in the boat so much. Yeah, get to soak it up more. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, the opportunities there, man, I go for it, and I try to see as much as I can, and take snaps with the cool. Digi camera. 
and and also in the mind camera, mm-hmm. you just try to uh, absorb it all. The sponge man. A trip on ambient sounds in different places. Yeah, they sound pretty absolutely. Bitch in there. Yeah, they're talking. I was telling you earlier in Slovakia. I'm hearing things. I'm, I'm in, looking at the writing on the signs, and I'm hearing people talk. I go, man, this sounds a lot like home. These, these guys yeah. got to be Slavs. And talking to Slovakia people, yeah, they are Slavs, and they can talk to uh, Croatia, Nashki people, and uh, Polish people, and mm-hmm. all that. It's a related language, and I was like, whoa, that's a trip, little piece of Pedro here, yeah. kind of, too. So. Uh, that was interesting. <coughs> that was very interesting. I've never been to that land or Hungary. And uh, oh, in Hungary, uh, the band before us was Living Color, and they got Doug Wimbish on bass now. He's an excellent bass player. I got to play with him last October. He was with Mark Stewart, and to see him again, he's calling me Miguel. Hey, Miguel, <laughs> hey, Doug. And yet, then, and also the, for the singer, they had this guy Doug Pinnock. I don't know if you heard of a band called Kings X. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a great bass player, but he was just singing. And uh, I got to meet and talk with Doug a little bit. And of course, Vernon—it's his band. I hadn't seen Vernon in a long time. And talked about things, Sly Stone, <laughs> all the gigs. I just love Stooges gigs. Who do who did I see on this one? Um, here in uh, Milano, uh, after us was the Misfits, and they only oh. have Jerry Only left. The only Jerry Only. <laughs> okay. But uh, the two guys playing with them is Robo and Dezo from Black Flag. Oh, wow. And I haven't seen Robo in 15 years or something, and Dezo in a while, too. Dezo just got married, uh, but I was gone, so I couldn't go there. And he's li- they're both living in New Jersey, so I don't see him as much, but that was neat to get uh, to see cool. them cats again. Yeah, really was. Far to see him, but it's cool to see him. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, see you know, the the careers. Still yeah, going. isn't that a trip? <laughs> Dezel with the face paint on. You know, misfits. <laughs> but you know what? We should get on to the uh, spin cycle. It's cool. been a while. Cool. And you've got some Burning Man injected ideas, so <laughs> that should be an interesting thing. So. Take it away, Brother Matt. Cool.
Sometimes it's um, it's good for the soul, don't you, to get away from uh, civilization, so to speak, don't you think so? Get down! 
Trevor, you mustn't give up. This is going to be rough, Trixie. You'd better get out of sight. To win, they'll stop at nothing. <laughs> Let's break that speed record.
back I flipped my sack down at Roscoe's for some fat back Sheila Schwartz sister Shomo shucks schmeckles at the seashore on Shabbos do you know what I mean I mean do you know what I mean do you know what I mean I mean do you know what I mean repeat kitten sitting on a stoop eating man headed hat and looking so cute Vladimir Titler was a uber uber man his daddy's on his back and his mama's eating spam do you know what I mean? I mean, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I mean, do you know what I mean? Shark skin Charles and watermelon head woke up this morning with weebles in their bed. And Hazel climbs the stairs because she don't give a damn. I'm going to eat all the mighty fine pudding that I can. Do you know what I mean? I mean, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I mean, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I mean, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I mean, do you know what I mean?
so the brain couldn't give orders anymore. It was trapped in the skull, sealed off. For a while, you could see the silent, helpless suffering of the brain behind the eyes. Then finally, the brain must have died because the eyes went out. There was no more feeling in them than a crab's eye on the end of a stalk. That's the sex that passes the sensor, squeezes through between your rows because there's always a space. September 11th, 2006. It's the third watt hour of the Watt from Pedro show. In popular songs, grade B movies, giving away the basic American rottenness, spurting out like breaking boils, throwing off globs of that undifferentiated tissue to fall anywhere and grow into some degenerate cancerous life form, reproducing a hideous random image. So it would be entirely made of penis-like erectile tissue. Others, viscous, barely covered over with skin. Clusters of three and four eyes together, crisscross of mouth and assholes, human parts shaking around. And Fertilizer, the seeds that you planted, you can never brutalize. 
globalize it Like Peter Tosh said, legalize it Girls and boys hear the bass and the treble Rumbling the speakers in and make you wanna rebel Throw your hands up, take it to another level And you never ever ever make a deal with the devil Yeah, fire
TV is enough. It's providing artificial friends and relatives to lonely people. But what it is, is it? That was part two of Brother Matt's spin cycle. What from Pedro's show?
show that was bob pollard his new thing after guided by voices it's called supernatural car lover before that we had neg okay by neg Fi, and we started with uh, my Ray my raymond is contagious i think that's what it is yeah my raymond is contagious by estelle Irish man. Zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom. He's zooming. Zooming in on you. So uh, you got kind of shanghaied by that giant leap, Brother Matt. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Don't you hate that. (laughs) Sneaking in some cheese. He snuck it in. <laughs> you didn't sneak it in. You got snuck up on you. Yeah, coming on the tail of Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> Talking about his TV family. I'm Spartacus. Remember that? <laughs> I'm Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. What from Pedro Show? <laughs> You better now 
From Pedro Show. <laughs> she sounded bummed. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh what oh, I do, that sad lady. I wrote out another piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, her name is Hilda Marie Kajerson with Oh My Lord. Before that we had rats by the arm. And uh, the end of abstract by light. Before that, light, L-I-T-E. I mean, they're from light, Tokyo, light. so maybe somebody can tell. <laughs> and uh, we started with uh, Chase HQ with I'm Spartacus. <laughs> Brother Matt, what can you tell me about Splongle? Splongle? Uh, they just did their last album. They're over? Yeah, it's just a, like a three three album project I guess four if you count the remix I guess um, but yeah I, I know they've got different bands and different projects going um, but I don't know a whole lot about them otherwise I know they got some bitchin' tunes very psychedelic how'd you find out about them? Um, there was this mushroom trip cyber mushroom trip on some guy's website some art student um, graphic design guy Danny Gomez was his name and uh, I had a link on my website to it for a long time but then it was no good anymore but that was a soundtrack to it and so that's how I mushroom trip yeah yeah so uh, Dr. Albert Hoffman was (laughs) like paying his shaman drum for this dude taking him on a journey and it was a long, intense video on uh, show on his website that he made. It was bitching. Um, this guy going all the way back, like Mayan little 
it was a shroom trip. So <laughs> it was cool, though, and the tunes were so appropriate. Um, so that's how I, I ended up uh, tracking it down from there. And, and uh, ah. yeah, and then that's, that's so uh, the my Spongal story. <laughs> to where things arrive are yeah, who very knows? unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was a good find. Would you tell me the art, the covers are kind of the same? It's yeah, they got like this uh, bungle dude, just <laughs> like a the smiley sun type of dude. But if you stretched it out, like imagine him dripping a little bit or psychedelic. <laughs> we got six, several eyes. It's like a yeah, psychedelic sun, happy. He's tripping. Yeah. Well, speaking of happy music, we got some ska from Slovakia. And uh, let's check that out. Watch from Pedro Show. <laughs> Práve tam 
čas tam plinie ten pozávny. Vraj za všetko sa dá domyslieť, vraj život zdá sa celkom zábavný. Môžeš všeličomu porozumieť. Je celkom pekná tráva Len tak na divoko rastie Si tam berú deky s ňou Na výlet S ňou na výlet Tráva, vie kde voňavá a zelená Je tráva, praví Ak si dobre pamätám, tak tam sa dobre Sníva práve tam Krajší je svet Čas tam plinie Ten pod závnym Vraj tam všetko sa dá domyslieť Vraj život zdá sa celkom zábavným
lot from Pedro show. That was the boredoms with um, super good. <laughs> that was super good too. <laughs> uh, before that, we had yeah some ska from Slovakia. Uh, first was, are you ready for dis? No, are you ready for dis? Fire by Nudin, N-E-N-U-D-I-N, Nudin. And before that, we had At Full Speed by Gangster Ska. <laughs> Not too gangster, <laughs> but a different kind of gangster. <laughs> the war used to. <laughs> right? Gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond words for you, huh, brother Matt? Yeah, yeah, they're nice, clean-cut kids. Yeah, yeah, we were looking at the pictures. Huh? <laughs> Could be real big fish, <laughs> or um, no doubt, <laughs> no trippy stuff, trippy sounds. Get to hear from all over. I'm gonna play something here for Tony, pool man, our old oh. buddy here in Pedro. Uh, when we were teenagers, me and Tone saw Bebop Deluxe a few times. Tone loved Bill Nelson and Bebop Deluxe. And then, in fact, maybe 10 years ago, he did an in-store at Tower. Hey, did you hear Tower shutting down? No. Wow, the whole chain? Yeah. Wow. Somebody was telling me that. Maybe it was Tone. Anyway, uh, we went to the in-store, and Bill Nelson was... Uh, playing there and Tone brought his guitar for him to sign the pick guard. Oh, cool. And you know Tone's got all these guitars and he doesn't do the gigs but he's got you know, he plays at home and he didn't want to mess up that signature. So he took that pick guard off and put another one on. So Bill's name will be forever preserved. Cool. And Bill's up on the web. He does a uh, diary and uh, I read it. I get on the horn and read it to Tone. His Tone don't have a pewter. So, uh, yeah, I read him Bill's diary. And this dude goes on, man. He spiels nothing. My uh, chimp and tour spiels nothing with this guy, man. He gets into the minutia of his day-to-day. That's all right. So uh, this is for Tony. Some Bill Nelson. Lot from Pedro Show.
from Pedro Show. That was Lightning Bolt with a tune called Captain Caveman. And we had uh, Bill Nelson with Escondido or- Orleander before that. <laughs> so, you know, similar <laughs> kind of tunes. <laughs> yeah, Lightning Bolt's intense. They're from Providence, Rhode Island. There's a town near Providence called Warren, and there's a cat there named Joe D. And uh, he's a really cool guy. When I come and play over there, he always comes to gigs anyway. He wants to do this thing. He's rebuilding a boat, and he wants to go from Vancouver to Warren, Rhode Island, via the Panama Canal, and he wants me to do (laughs) uh, part of the leg. So if I get time, I'll ship out with him. <laughs> That'd be wild. Yeah, it would be wild. And hell, if I get killed, I'll get killed on a boat. So. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Vancouver to Warren. It's a hike. It's a hike. Speaking of hikes, I got Buenos Aires coming. Stooges, one more gig before we do the album. It'll be my first time there. And it's as far as Europe, but it's south. So I'm not too many time zones away, but just as many miles. That should be wild. You've never been there, huh? No. Yeah. So do you have to bounce from Miami or? I think Houston. Oh. Yeah. I haven't seen the tickets yet. I think I go from Houston. So I'll be bitching. Looking forward to it, yeah. Uh it's like some Pepsi fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of these festivals are put on by uh Yeah, probably most of them. Big sponsor rock, yeah. So you're uh schle- shilling for <clears throat> I don't know, we do our our show, but yeah, behind you they got the stuff. Giant bottles. Yeah, going on. <laughs> Remember there was one in uh, Barcelona with the, yeah, Lucky Strikes. There's a little kiosk with cigarettes all over the place. Yeah. Get them going young. Uh, but yeah, more directly, I got five gigs this week here in the SoCal area. And then the week after, well, that's when I go to Buenos Aires, yeah. I come back and I do those uh, Missing Men gigs. And then the week after, album. So, kind of intense. And I got to get that little Gibson fixed. But she'll hey, fifth time. So, new new fixer this time or, yeah. or return to an old one? A new one. A guy I went to years ago named Eric. He's in the valley. It's a hike. My pop used to tell me, do it right, do it once. Do it five times. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. She's, she's been good to me. But it uh, looks like we're at the finish of uh, yet another edition of Watt for Pedro Show, 2006, September 11. Late night. Late night one. Monday. No hogs rolling. No, yeah. Notice how quiet. <laughs> Isn't that a trip? <laughs> Anyway, uh, glad to have you back, Brother Matt. Thank you. And, uh, Vice versa. Righteous uh, telling the tale 
Yeah, this year's cool. Burning Man. Oh, thank you. I got to make it out there. It's always around a time when I'm always bailed, but maybe next year. Yeah, you dig on rocking out the van out there. People wailing in there. <laughs> okay, so until next time, folks, keep your powder dry.